This is the Passive Real Estate Podcast, the premier podcast for passive real estate investors. Matt Jones interviews experienced passive investors who share their industry secrets and active investors who show you different ways to invest passively. Welcome back to the Passive Real Estate Podcast. I'm Matt Jones, and today I'm going to talk about what you need to know as a passive investor when it comes to property management in a real estate syndication. Because, you know, you got to think that while you are passively investing, it's not completely passive. You still need to know some things. You still need to invest some time to investigate what's going on in a syndication before you invest as well as ongoing also. And one of those key things really is the property management. It's make or break with how well a deal does. How well is it being managed? How well is the business plan being executed? Because you know you could take the best deal, but if you're, it's run poorly with poor property management and poor asset management, it's going to get run into the ground and you're going to lose some money or at least not make as nearly as much as you possibly can. So here are some of the key things that you need to know regarding property management. The number one thing is the reliability of that property management company. Not all property management companies are created equal. Your, your quality is going to vary quite a bit. Some are just, you know, really poor in the quality that they're doing. So you want one that is reputable and it's worth your time to investigate the quality of that uh, particular property management. And what is their expertise? You know, a property management company that is experienced and, and good with single family properties is not necessarily going to be, you know, knowing what they'd have to do to run a large apartment complex appropriately and, and profitability wise. So you got to think of what their experience is, what their reputation is, and what their track record is with similar other properties as well, it, specifically in that market too, because you could take a, a great quality property management company in um, South Carolina and then invest in something in. Arizona, it's completely different rules and laws and, and climate and, and, um, and situation with the market that you they aren't necessarily going to know what they're doing in that other market. All right. So number two is that the property management company needs to have some clear communication and expectations put in front of them. And this really comes down to what the asset manager of the syndication sponsorship is doing to clearly communicate with them. And how often is the asset manager going to communicate uh, with the property management? It should be weekly, you know, uh, you know, unless like if everything's going perfectly and then there's a brand new property and, and it's really turnkey, there's really no problems. Maybe a little less often is okay, but if there's a lot going on, a lot of problems or a lot of renovations going on, then it may be that they have to communicate with the property management company more often than that. And also, if uh, you know, asset manager, if they're not located there on site or, or you know nearby to be able to inspect the property regularly, they should fly out to the property at least quarterly to look up and check into what the property management is doing. Like, is there trash all over the place? Uh, you know, that's not something the property management company is going to tell you over the phone. But when the asset manager goes there in person, they are going to notice that. Hopefully, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, you know, having that clear communication with the property management company and, and clear expectations, you know, so I don't want, if there's five people in the syndication sponsorship, uh, general partnership, you know, I don't want them telling the property management to do five different things that conflict with each other. I just want one or a couple of people that are on the same page communicating clearly and setting those clear expectations with the property management and holding them accountable to that. Right. Number three is that a property management company has to have a good knowledge of the legal and regulatory compliance 
for those local laws and regulations. That again, it comes to like how versed is that property management company with that local market. So they should really understand tenant rights, fair housing laws, health and safety codes, and a lot more. So if the property management company isn't well-versed in those kind of regulations for the kind of property, then you might be you know, in for uh, a world of hurt with some legal issues potentially. Now, a uh, fourth thing is that the property management company has to have some really good resident screening processes in place because uh, I've seen, again, the quality of the property management company varies and the quality of their resident screening process also varies. So some are just gonna take anybody that comes walks in off the street and some really take a deeper dive. Are they doing credit checks you know, and uh, criminal background uh, checks nationwide um, you know, to really look into these potential residents and verifying that their references are accurate and true, verifying their employment history as well as their um, you know, income uh, ability to pay. Um, as well as their rental history. Do they have any evictions on their record? Uh, or is there some specific issues that are going on in the past that uh, are, couldn't project in the future? So if you don't have a property management in place that is doing these thorough screenings, then you're going to have terrible residents uh, who are treating the property terribly and not paying rent. And that comes to issue number five is rent collection. That property management company has to deal with rent collection on your behalf as well as the behalf of the syndication sponsors. So they also really need to have a good system in place for keeping track and following up on late payments and enforcing the lease terms when necessary. You know, I've seen some uh, property management companies who, you know, kind of think like, oh, I think that person paid some of their June rent and, uh, oh, maybe they owe July. I'm not really sure. I, I've, <laughs> I've actually seen this from property management companies. This is terrible. You don't want a PM company that that really doesn't know for their butt from their elbow in that sense. Because uh, uh, <laughs> really, rent collection is key to making a property work. If you don't have money coming in, uh, you're only going to have expenses. All right, number six is the maintenance and repairs. You know, with residents moving out, their number one complaint for what causes them to move out is maintenance. Are their maintenance requests being responded to in a timely manner? And is the property generally being kept up well enough? So regular maintenance and, and timely ma uh, repairs are, are just crucial to keeping that property in good condition and maintaining its value. Because uh, honestly, it's I've seen properties with deferred maintenance and it's more expensive to let stuff slide for longer periods of time because the issues kind of compound on each other. And so, but if a property management company is keeping on top of the maintenance, yeah, it, it costs some money to do that, but you're saving money in the long term by not letting little problems you know, become bigger problems over time. So that property management company has to have a good system of, uh, you know, maintenance requests and responding to those in a timely manner and just keeping on top of all the general repairs that need to be done over time. All right, number seven is the financial reporting that uh, your PM company really should have to provide some regular financial reports. Uh, and, and those should be going to the asset manager. So the asset manager really has to hold them accountable for this. So, um, you know, this is stuff like the income, expenses, any outstanding payments that are due. The property management company has to be transparent in these financial matters. It's just vital for tracking the performance of your investment. Because if the asset manager isn't getting good 
information regarding the financial stuff from the PM company, then they're they're not going to be able to give you accurate information as the one of the passive investors into that deal. Okay, number eight is the uh, budget and expense manager or management of how well that property management company is doing, because they really need to have a budget and stick to it or have some reasonable you know, explanation of why things are going over budget. This is essential for the execution of the business plan, because if like renovations of units takes twice as much time and costs twice as much money as you planned, well, that's going to really cut into the bottom line. So that PM company needs to have these, you know, the budgets in place and, and manage that efficiently and effectively. So having that asset manager, like asking them, like, how are you going to keep an eye on these expenses and the capital improvements to make sure that things are being done, you know, in budget and on time and that sort of thing. Okay. Number nine is comes down to insurance as well as risk management. Uh, so you got to double check that the PM company is carrying appropriate insurance to protect your investment from potential risks and liabilities. I mean, we're seeing there's lots of more natural disasters that are coming into play, uh, you know, especially in certain areas of the country. And so having good insurance, um, you know, with that property management company is vital in case something happens. And if you own property for long enough, stuff is going to happen. You never know what's going to happen, but that insurance is key to make sure that you're covered in case something does happen uh, and you're able to have insurance cover at least some of that uh, unexpected expense. Okay, the 10th thing to keep in mind is uh, having regular property inspections. And this is another thing I've seen very quite a bit from one property management company to another. Some property management companies never inspect the units. Just They just never, they just, I don't know, they trust the residents to uh, report when things are wrong, uh, but I'd, I'd much prefer to see a property management company that is regularly inspecting the units, preferably monthly, to do a courtesy walkthrough. Just to tell residents, "Hey, we want to make sure everything is in good working order. You deserve to have a good, you know, environment here. So we want to make sure you know uh, things are being maintained." And so the uh, property management company should have a big, uh, a good checklist of things that they're looking for. You know, things like you know, are the smoke alarms working? Or uh, the sinks, or is there any signs of leakage underneath them? Or is the furnace and the water heater, are those working appropriately? Also things like, hey, are there extra residents that aren't on the lease living there? Are there extra pets that are living there? Is the, is the unit being trashed or, or worse, being used as a meth lab or, or a prostitution ring location? Or, you know, I don't know. If your property management company isn't doing these regularly uh, done inspections, they're not going to know about these problems. And then it's going to really cost you as the passive investor. Uh, so you got to double check like, hey, um, you, you can ask of the asset manager or whoever is, uh, is the syndication sponsorship. Like, hey, how are you making sure that these walkthroughs are being done on a regular basis? And, and what kind of things are on the checklist to you know make sure that these problems are going to happen in the future? All right. Number 11 here is it comes down to lease agreements and renewals. So your PM company should handle those lease agreements and lease renewals in a professional manner, ensuring that all the terms and conditions are clear, as well as compliant with the laws. And, um, you know, it, it costs a fair amount of money to do unit turns. And what I mean is like when one resident moves out and in between them moving out and then your next one moving in, there's expense to you know redo the unit. Now, sometimes you want that if you're planning on doing a value add as part of 
the hold period where you're taking these old kind of rundown units and you know polishing them up, you know, putting all new furnishings in there, you know, new appliances, new flooring, new countertops, you know, all that kind of stuff. Maybe you want there to be um, you know, time in between residents. But um, if things are good, you don't want necessarily all of your residents to move out uh, because that costs money. You have vacancy time, you have uh, these extra renovation costs of, of turning the units, um, you know, cleaning costs, that sort of thing. So how well is that property management company doing with lease renewals? Are they having good resident retention or is it turning over completely from one year to the next? You know, so that's a good thing to keep an eye on as well. And to look at what the uh, property management company's record is on their previous, uh, you know, jobs that they've done at other properties. All right, number 12 comes down to tenant relations and conflict resolution. You see a, a good property management company is going to handle resident relationships and the, the conflict resolution in a professional and a diplomatic manner. So this is going to maintain positive and harmonious living environment for the residents. They're going to be a lot happier living there, and they're going to be more likely to do lease renewals. And, uh, you know, that way you have uh, you know, better reliable income over time and less vacancy. Okay, number 13 is a really key thing. Does the syndication sponsor have a vested interest in the property management company? And what I mean by that is, does one of the syndication sponsors own the property management company that they're hiring? Or is it like their brother who owns the company? Um, you know, because sometimes this is good, you know, uh, when there's like a, a kind, of, kind of an integration property management, because then you know, like they're going to take good care. But at the same time, if you get sort of a red flag feeling that, hey, this syndication sponsor, they're going to make all their money off this property management company that they own, that's going to be charging exorbitant fees for this property. And so they don't really care if the property makes money or not, because they're going to make bank regardless whether or not you as the passive investor make any money. So there's not they're not like incentivized necessarily to make the property run better. Um, so it's kind of a two-way sword. You know, I, I want to see either the company has vertical integration with their property management where it's like an in-house thing. They're not necessarily, it's not like a side business where one of the people is making money off it, but it's the whole company, the the syndication, which uh, the property management is a part of that's making money or like helping to generate income for you. Or is it a third-party company that uh, has a good reputation, that knows what they're doing, and can be held accountable if they're not doing what they're doing. So um, that's that's kind of what I mean by that. Uh, anyway, so number 14 is if the the sponsor or the syndication sponsors, do they have a backup pro, uh, property management in case the current company needs to be fired? Because sometimes you might think like, oh, there's a good property management that you start off with and everything's going well. But it's not the case, or maybe something changes with the property management company where they, you know, they're doing okay for a while, but then they dropped the ball, or maybe they just presented themselves from the beginning as somebody who knew what they were doing, but really uh, they weren't going to do good regardless of how well uh, things were going on with the property or the market. So it's important that the property or that the syndication sponsor, you know, they don't just have this one property management company and they don't have a backup plan. They really need to know like, hey, if things don't work out well with this property management company, I've got you know, you know one, two, three other companies that we've talked to that we really like as well in the area. Uh, and, and we can always back up to them. 
I've, you know, I've underwritten properties in smaller markets that, oh my goodness, it looks like a great deal. Like it'll cash flow really well, but it's just such a small market that there's only one property management company that can handle that. Or worse, there isn't a property management company in the area that can handle it. And it's up, it'll be up to me to manage the property. Like for me, that doesn't make sense. Regardless of how the, well the deal is, you got to have um, some availability of good property management. And that comes out to number 15 here. How large is the market? How uh, you know many options are there to shop around when you need to? Uh, you know, before investing into the property, uh, you know, can you, uh, you know, can the syndication sponsor line up a good property management company? These smaller markets, it's just so so hard, and uh, you know, there's lots of property management companies that can that are you know everywhere across the nation that can handle like single family or or things like that. You know, the smaller stuff. But if you're investing in bigger stuff, and I'm talking like hundred unit plus apartment complexes, there's just fewer uh, companies that handle that. And in smaller markets, there's you'd be lucky if you found one or, or, or two at the most that can handle that. So, you know, a bigger market with more populace, there's going to be just be more options going into that. Uh, so, how well is the syndication sponsor generally, you know, investigating into the different options and choosing what is going to be the best for that particular property? So, here, uh, you know, again. The property management company is critical to making a property profitable. If you don't have a good property management in place, it's going to sink the investment. So you're better off with a mediocre property, mediocre deal, mediocre finances, but a solid property management company because they're going to be able to help the property do well over time. Uh, you know, so that's my opinion. And, uh, you know, if you have a different uh, opinion, please reach out. I'm more than happy to chat with you. But in my mind, those are the top 15 things you need to know as a passive investor when it comes to the property management. So, hey, thanks for your time. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with somebody you know who uh, you think would enjoy it as well, would benefit from learning about property management uh, in regards to being a passive investor. Because, like, you really can't just shed your hands of, of like, uh, you know, oh, I'm a passive investor. I don't need to know this stuff. Well, I'm going to call BS because you really do. You, you have to have some understanding of, of the inner workings of what's going on. You don't have to be an expert on everything by any means, but you have to have an idea at least of like the quality of property management. Like it makes a big difference. Things like that. What to look for in a, a potential syndication um, sponsor. You know, these are critical things. So uh, I look forward to having some other great episodes coming up. Uh, I've got a special guest that's coming Monday, uh, Rod Cleef. So uh, excited to have him on the show coming up. So um, anyway, thanks so much for tuning into this episode and have a great rest of your day. Subscribe to this podcast to stay updated on new episodes. Leave a review to let us know that you enjoy the content. There are tons of ways to invest in real estate that you can explore by reading Matt Jones's book called Book About Real Estate. It summarizes many top real estate books all in one. Find it on Amazon, Audible, iTunes, Google Play, or barnesandnoble.com. If you want to learn more about passive real estate investing, go to hawkwingcapital.com.